This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hello, family and friends. I'm Renette Marburg, ready to meet with you on my program, Rise. On this program, we have honest and truthful conversations around family challenges relevant to you. Rise on Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Finding God's truth for a way forward together. Good afternoon, family and friends, and thank you for joining us this afternoon on my program called Rise. I'm Renette Myberg, and this is a program where we really come at as together as friends and family of 7 to 9 a.m. And I just want to let you know that we are having a wonderful such a privilege to have Hepzibah Brower in the studio with us this afternoon. And she's really going to really cover the topic of why do us Christians celebrate Passover and Pesach? And she's going to give us the true meaning of this period of time, you know. And she's also a worldwide traveled speaker and author and she has got several books, but she will let us know about that a little bit later. And really, she spent many years living in uh, Jerusalem with her husband, Gunther, as she has a own, her own Jewish heritage. And she spent many years ministering there. And she is going to share with us her time of how the Jewish people actually celebrate and why they're celebrating. So, but stay tuned with us. We're going to join her straight after this, but we're going to listen to Head to Heart, United Pursuit. Good afternoon, family and friends, and thank you so much for staying tuned with us this afternoon. I just want to encourage you. Um, We have a WhatsApp line that uh, you can contact us on and please interact with us. It's 081-729-1657. We have the telegram numbers exactly the same. It's 081-729-1657. And we have an SMS line, 37988. And please go and look on our Facebook. We are Facebook Live. You can see our beautiful guest, Hepzibah Brower, is going to be on with us today. And it's such a privilege, but I'm going to introduce her soon. And please go and look at our Facebook. And then we also have a counseling department um, on mm-hmm. 021-9177-000, option 1. And please contact us and see how we can pray for you or direct you or help you in any way. Um, but please contact us. I know this is a difficult time of the year, so um, do yourself a favor and contact us. And I just want to encourage, uh, thank you, Hepzibah, for joining us this afternoon. We are so privileged to have you in the studio with us. Thank you very much, Renette. Thank you for having me. Oh, I am so excited about this topic that we are having today. I think very few of us out there know exactly what Passover and Pesach is. Um, You know, not uh, highly uh, understanding of the meaning of it in this time. But you spent many years as your world traveled and lived many years with your own Jewish heritage, with your husband in uh, Jerusalem and Israel. Um, it's really uh, going to come from a different angle today that you can explain to us why uh, the Jewish are celebrating uh, 
Passover and what is the actual meaning of it? Yes, um, <clears throat> thank you again for having me here. So this is one of the most important feasts in Israel. Um, Jewish people come from all over the world to Jerusalem, to be in Jerusalem. Um, and I want to mention uh, several things during this time for you to book into a hotel, for instance, or rent a car um, is the most expensive time in Israel. All the imagine. other feasts, you know, there are lovely other feasts as well. But this feast is one of the most expensive. And when I think in with my natural mind, then I would think and and you know it should be one of the most expensive because when i think of jesus of yeshua um the price that was paid yes. the most expensive price then yes. then also this is just a picture of of now that jesus paid the price for us you know so uh, i mean in israel if i tried when i lived there to book people into a hotel or what or rent a car for them you know they would just say just don't forget that this is Pesach and it's the most expensive time uh, in Israel, one of the most expensive feasts. And this is a feast of the Lord. It's a feast that God ordered. You know, it's, a, it's one of the main feasts and it's also the beginning of the new year. Um, we are now in the month of Nisan, the, the Hebrew month of Nisan. And so if I can just read something out of... Um, Exodus 12, this Please is do. this book. People can actually read it at home, you know, then I can just talk. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome to, but you can But share. it is called the Passover. <clears throat> so after the Hebrew people were in the most difficult times during, we all know that kind of history, but the most difficult times in, in Egypt. And um, just to say that Egypt today is the world that we are in. It's a picture of the world. So the Old Covenant, the Old Testament really is just a picture of what we are experiencing right now. So because if you if you can just correlate uh, between then and now, then you will see that, you know, the same things happening as, as happened in that time. So after the people had all these difficulties there in Egypt, <clears throat> during that time, God spoke to Moses and he said, you know, it was going to be time that um, you have to take the people out of here because they've been weeping and crying and um, they've had enough of being slaves and, you know, making bricks and, and really very little food and what all and having a very harsh time under the Pharaoh. So this is not the same Pharaoh that was there also during the time of Joseph. In, in Genesis, it's not the not same. The same. Okay. It's not the same Pharaoh. It's a different Pharaoh. This one, he forgot all the story about how the Hebrew people came to, you know, Egypt, under the time of Joseph, and that uh, the Pharaoh blessed them really by allowing them the best part of the land, the land of Goshen at that time. So here, this this man was really very harsh on all the uh, people of Israel. And then God heard the cries, and then he said, like, this is the time for you. I'm going to let you go back home. So he gave Moses the order, and 
<coughs> people ask me, why do we, during this seven-day feast, why do we eat bread without yeast? Um, so in Israel, it was so funny, you know, when I came there the first time to live. I mean, I've been before that, I've been to Israel many times from somewhere in the 80s. I was always in Israel. And um, you would come into a store to try buy some bread or groceries, but you wouldn't find any bread. You wouldn't find any leaven, nothing in any shop. All the, the, the um, shelves were covered in cloth. So you cannot buy even sugar. Wow. Yeah, because you see, sugar is a, a rising agent. So if you want to, um, you know, sneaky. <laughs> slyly want to bake a bread, you need some sugar. Mm. <clears throat> and you can use it for yeast and so on. So not sugar, nothing. They um, they actually, you know, really go to the, to the letter. And um, every home before this time, during this time of uh, Pesach in Israel, they, in every home, the parents, the daughters, the sons, everybody in the house, even the little ones, they would carry, I would say, they would have one spring clean once a year. Only one time in a year, they would clean the house properly. And that is during the Passover. So thank God for Passover and a clean house <laughs> once a year. But then they would even carry out their furniture. They would carry it out of the house and put it outside. And then they would take a, a lamp, you know, and then this is symbolic. And they would search through the house to find, to see if they can find anything that relates to yeast. And so they would cleanse out everything and they would take. And it's so, you know, it's for me, it's funny. It really yes. is funny. So I'm just telling it in a no, funny no, sense. No, no, but it's... Um, Interesting. <clears throat> so the rabbis in Israel allow you to sell your your yeast products and your flour, uh, you know, all anything that relates to yeast that you have, the chametz. Mm -hmm. They would allow you to sell it to your neighbor who's maybe not Jewish. Oh. So you can say, listen, do you want to buy this from me? I don't need to give it to you. <laughs> need, don't, don't need to give it away. I'll sell it to you, <clears throat> and after the feast, I'll buy it back from you. You see? <laughs> <laughs> really safeguarding themselves. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I really, I found it so funny. I thought just, but otherwise, they make a big fire outside, and all that stuff, the flowers and the yeast and what all the related products, they would take it and throw it in that fire, and they would burn it mm -hmm. so that nothing would remain. They would make sure nothing remains. Now, um, I don't want to run ahead of myself because of this interesting topic. Um, so they would now do all this cleaning of the house and searching everything in this house. And um, then afterwards, they would begin with the foodstuffs. Now, the food that they would put out would be food that will remind you of situations while you were in Egypt. And God spoke and said, you have to tell your people, tell your children and the generations to come about Egypt and the Passover. So um, it's, a, it's a very interesting week, really, 
but I, I just want to, I know there's a lot of things involved there, which, you know, I don't want to uh, now talk about it. But that when April comes, it's, it's, it begins with the spring month. It's now spring in Israel. And God said, let this be the first day of the new year for you, mm. for the generations to come. So on the Jewish calendar, actually, it is not what we normally um, have a feast for, which is the Feast of Tabernacles. We always say that is, you know, uh, the month. Uh, and we would greet the people and say, Shana Tova. That means Happy New Year. And, and the, you know, that's just a rabbinical thing again. But the biblical thing, the order of God was that this month shall be for you the first month. So this month is now the Jewish New Year, really, also. And so so this is why everything, everything has to become new. You have to burn Egypt behind you. And then when the people fellowship together, they make food and you invite some guests because there's a lamb that needs to be slaughtered. <clears throat> and um, they're going to eat this lamb, right? They're not going to eat the part with the tendon because, uh, um, you know, that Jacob was hit by the angel on, yes. the, on the hip. So they're not going to eat that part. But they will take a whole lamb and then they will, uh, uh, um, yeah, what can I say, make a barbecue or cook the whole lamb. They're going to make a whole barbecue out of it. And then they're going to share with their neighbors. If if my neighbor is only four people in the house and we are six people, we're going to invite that four so that they together with us can eat our lamb because it had to be finished by the morning. Okay. You know, nothing was to be left uh, over from Egypt. So, uh, so I just want to quickly read here where the Lord uh, talks about these things. He's talking about the animals that you must choose must be without defect. It's very important to note that, that it's got to be without defect. defect. Very important. I hear what you're saying. You know, it's very interesting that um, everything has a meaning. Yes. You know, and that it was, uh, you know, going for everything that needs to be new. And that is probably why we do, do not really understand what the um, actual meaning is of this period because of what the Jewish people have to, um, exp you know, celebrate. Yes. So this is a very, very beautiful, wonderful time for them to start their new year. So it's a happy new year for yeah, them. Yeah, happy new year. <laughs> Great. We are going to just take a break now and we're going to listen to a lovely Easter message and we will continue our conversation straight after this. Thank you. We are back on air. So let us just continue with that incredible version of, you know, what this means to Christians as well as to the Jewish nation this time of the year. Thank you so much, uh, Hepzibah for joining us this afternoon and giving us so much information. It was such a lot of background I didn't even know existed. So thank you so much for that information from the the previous session. But just continue explaining to us about what yes. is this time means. Yes. So so as uh, they're going to have the seder meal, you know, uh, and have a table, which I mean we're cutting out a lot of things because of time. So. 
if they're going to have a Seder meal, where they invite these neighbors that are few, because Jewish people normally have a lot of children, especially in mm-hmm. Israel. And so, um, <clears throat> but they'll take their their uh, family that's my next door or a couple of doors away that they know a house with maybe four people or five people and they invite them in and everybody brings the stuff related to what God um, told them to bring in, uh, in as a remembrance and tell their children. So they're going to use, let me quickly just use some examples quickly. For instance, when they set up the table, they're going to have they're going to have what they call this uh, um what is this petrosilia? Oh, um, parsley. 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 They're going to take pieces of parsley. They're going to lay it in a very salty water all day long. And so tonight when you, they're going to take that salty stuff and eat it, they're going to do that in remembrance of the tears, the salty tears that that ran into their mouth while they suffered so much in Egypt. And they're going to take like bitter herbs. They're going to eat the bitter herbs to remind themselves of the bitter things that they went through while they were living in Egypt, while they were subjected to slavery in Egypt. And so uh, obviously the four cups of wine that they're going to take, it's also in remembrance of. And so they will do all kinds of things as the Lord told them. So, but I want to talk about the lamb, right? Yes. And so let's not forget that um, what he said is that you need to actually inspect your house to see that there be no yeast in there. Now, if I bring this over into the new covenant, Yeshua, Jesus, is the lamb that was slain for from the foundation of the world. And he is the lamb, the perfect lamb, that we were going to eat and that we are now eating. He is the perfect lamb. And so <clears throat> and so when he came, he came so that there will be no more sin found in each one of his children. So what does he what does he tell us then? Take the lamp. Take the lamp. The lamp is the word of God. And then he says, take the lamp like the Jewish people do now when they Mm -hmm. clean the house. They take literally a lamp. They shine it everywhere in their cupboards. Every cupboard gets inspected to see if there's just any little thing that might uh, be impure. And so the same is God says, here's my word. Let the lamp of God shine into your heart, into your life and Inspect your life to see if there's any yeast which speaks of sin, to see if there's anything, you know, because you're going to eat the Passover lamb, who is Jesus. So he calls this, uh, I'm reading also now still from um, Exodus 12, he says here, it's the Lord's Passover. Sure. You know, it's, it's not... It's not a, a, a people's thing that they decided that they're going to have a Passover and start a feast uh, mm, during a, like a happy <coughs> New Year party. Yes, yes, like mm. a, some other. We'll just remind ourselves of the time that we came. This is the Lord's feast. God yes. commanded them to do these things. And he spoke there and he said, if any household is too small for a whole lamb, they must share one with their nearest neighbors having taken into account the number of people that there are. 
you are determined, you know, you are to determine the amount of lamb needed in accordance with what each person will eat. But okay, I'm just going to quickly skip skip through those things. But now look what he says. Do not eat the, the meat raw or cooked <coughs> in water, but roast the meat over the fire, head, legs, inner parts, everything. <laughs> So sorry for some people that don't eat tripe, you know. They were supposed to eat the tripe. So that's Do, everything. That's everything. Do not leave anything till the morning. If something is left till the morning, you've got to burn it. This is how you are to eat it with your cloak tucked into your belt, your sandals on your feet and your staff in your hand. Eat it in haste. It's the Lord's Passover. And at that time, God says, I'm going to pass through Egypt and then I'm going to bring inspection. And if there's anything found <clears throat> not right, and if there's no blood on the, on the lentils, then there's going to be death. And that's exactly why Pharaoh allowed the people to leave, because God slaughtered their firstborn. Yeah. But God also slaughtered Jesus, the firstborn. Yeah which was his own, his son. So the firstborn, Yeshua, he also was slaughtered on our behalf for the sins of the world. So this is, this is for me a wonderful thing, this Passover. <clears throat> and so during this time, it's so wonderful, you know, how people do in Israel. It's all these lovely things that I noticed. Um, during this time, people are very nice to one another. In Israel, you know, Jewish people, they are under a lot of stress in the land of Israel because this constant fighting and, um, you know, situations and pressure from other countries outside. And, you know, uh, yes. we, we go into that discussion now. But so but during this time, people are now very nice to one another. And then I always think, wait till Monday comes because mm -hmm. then it's all over. Back to their own personalities. <laughs> <clears throat> then it's over. But it is a wonderful, not habit, but a feast to remind your children. I wish there are some things in our country that we should also, you know, have like a meal together and sit down with our friends and family and remind them of the price that Jesus Christ paid for yes. us. We don't need to go as believers and do all the Old Testament things. We are really finished with that but that we should concentrate on the things that Jesus, Yeshua, did for us and who he really is and the price that he really paid for us. Amen. So so that for me is uh, uh, just a couple of the things. Now, in Hebrew, they call it Pesach in the Hebrew, and it means to pass over because God passed over the Jewish homes when killing the Egyptian firstborn on the very first Passover Eve. So um, um, at the stroke of midnight, and today is the 15th of Nisan. Actually, today, while we are speaking this, today is the Jewish year, and it's a month, the month of Nisan, and it's the 15th. At the stroke of midnight on the 15th of Nisan, and this is in the year 2448 from the creation, or it's 1313 before the common era, before the Christian era, God visited them in Egypt 
with all the different plagues, you know, the ten plagues that came over that country. But the Israelites now want to just get back to the bread, the, the matzah mm. or matzot. So, so he said they had to really tuck their cloak into their belt and get ready and they've got to eat the food in a hurry before the morning. It, they needed to eat the lamb and then they had to um, take the bread and the reason why we came to this flat bread without yeast is because um, they were eating in such a hurry. The women had already put in the flour and the water, but they didn't have time to rise. The, the meal, the flour didn't mm -hmm. have time to rise. They had to quickly make it in a hurry without rising and just eat it. Now, in Israel... Interesting things is, so I've met some rabbis. Uh, <clears throat> they explained to me that they're working in the shop that make the matzah. So you'll see different little stripes on that matzah if you go and buy that bread. And it's got tiny little holes in it. There are brown stripes. And in fact, this today, if they look at it, we as believers, we can see this is the stripes, the wounds of Jesus. And the holes that are in that bread reflects to the holes that were in his hands oh, and in his feet. That is interesting. That's very interesting. Wow, that is so much detail. But, you know, things that we don't know, we just take for granted. And we think that this is just, a, you know, something that has happened. But everything has a meaning. This everything is incredible. Hepzibah, uh, we're going to continue um, after our next beautiful song that we got on uh, Jonathan Butler uh, a beautiful track from him is Lord I lift your name on high and he's one of our famous wonderful uh, gospel artists straight from South Africa so we are going to play, uh, play with that and then we're going to continue with this conversation straight after that thank you so much Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon and we have the privilege of having Hepzibah Brower in the studio with us and she's giving us the real truth about this time of the year and why we as Christians need to know and maybe not knowing that we're not doing our research on what the Word says about the Passover feast. So uh, Hepzibah, thank you so much for all the information. I know it's going to uh, not sit well with some of us because we're not sure of what is this, but it's so good to know what the actual truth is according to God's Word. Yes. So, you know, you're going to just give us a little <coughs> bit of a background of where this <coughs> whole Easter egg story and all that has come yes. from. And it's actually quite uh, daunting to know the actual facts. So if you can just share that with us, and then we're just going to ask you just to minister with us just later on and just ask the Lord just to lead, just lead us into a time of reflection yes. and prayer. So, um, so as I said, you know, um, now we want to, that was just a little bit of what happens in Israel during this time. It's very exciting time. Everybody's happy to tell everybody about this. And this is how they preserved the story of the Exodus out of Egypt, you know, by having this feast once a year at their home, which God commanded them to have. And 
like I said, which I wish we as believers should also have a day where we come together, eat together, tell one another about what the exodus of my life yes, out, out of, of this world of Egypt, which is the world, and how I searched my heart and how I let God shine his lamp into my heart and say, can you see that sin over there? Can you see, look under the bed in your heart? And you'll find that there's a lot of yeast in there. Mm, so a lot of cleansing needs to happen. A lot of cleansing that needs to happen, you see. But now, <clears throat> and then I grew up with the name Easter. You know, are you going to wait? Yeah, it. this is the Easter holidays. It's the, you know, the school clothes and it's because Easter and, and you know, and I was thinking, but this is not Easter it's not Easter. Jesus wasn't a Christian. He was a Jewish rabbi uh, who came and gave his life for all mankind, right? That's correct. So why did we now turn it into Easter? Now, this real Easter story is actually daunting. Um, it's actually frightening. We are supposed to celebrate um, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. But Easter, as I went to look uh, about this Easter, I found that Easter is actually just a name change of the goddess Ishtar or Astarte. And this is a pagan goddess. It was the goddess of fertility. It's the queen of heaven. And so um, for 1600 years, the Western world has been taught that Christ rose from the dead on Sunday morning, which is also not true. Because if you count it then, if he went to into the grave on, on Shabbat on Friday, because they wanted him to be buried be before the Shabbat begins, right? Because they're not allowed to touch any dead person. Then it's impossible. He, should, he, he could not have risen on the Sunday. He should have. Uh, so they call this the Easter Sunday. But it's not so. Um so Paul warned, Paul warned the people that already came to know the Lord. Now just listen here to Paul in Galatians 4 and verse 8. He says, Paul's concern for the Galatians. He said, formerly when you did not know God, you mm. were slaves to those who by nature are not gods. But now that you know God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you are turning back to those weak and miserable principles? Do you wish to be enslaved by them all over again? You are observing special days and months and seasons and years. I fear for you that somehow I have wasted my efforts on you. Sure. So <clears throat> Paul had a concern during that time already because during that time they were drifting away from the truth. Again, they started drifting away. Backsliding. Then if you check up in your heart, if there's any yeast left in your heart, it will very soon, it'll start growing. It'll start rising. rising. You see? Mm. It's not the program of Renette with the rise, but <laughs> yes. it's going to rise again. And mm. then so by this, people allowed this, this false deity to come into the Creeping. church, they started mixing things again. So they called this Easter. It's just a, a slightly changed English spelling of the name of the Assyrian and Babylonian um, goddess Ishtar. 
<coughs> so they so they slowly allowed this to come in and we as the believers in Jesus the Messiah we just so easily oh if it's called Easter we call it Easter but it in fact Passover Jesus is the Passover lamb he's not he's not the funny bunny that is in your shop that why do you think the a world all over there's all these lovely chocolate bunnies everywhere in shops that you can buy and lovely Easter eggs. <clears throat> what does this have to do with the fact that Jesus, the Passover lamb, was crucified for you and for me to give us the opportunity to come out of Egypt and no longer be slaves, but to become believers and to be free because he caused us the day that he laid down his life he helped us to pass over from the old life into the new life. And yet, we are just following all these practices of this foreign god, foreign deity. And in the shops, we run to buy all these Easter bunnies and Easter eggs to give to people. Now, even that Easter eggs, they, even they have a meaning because they hung those eggs. They colored them in Egypt. And they hung them in in their, um, what do you call that, in their mosque or whatever you want to call it during that time. In their temples, temples I should yes. say, really. They put this in the temples in Egypt. And it also says that um, <clears throat> the ancient Druids, you know, they bore an egg as a sacred symbol of their idolatrous order. They always had an egg. Why? Because this egg also signifies, you know, today you hold this egg in your hand, it looks dead, but there's actually life in it. So um, it's a mystic thing that came out of Babylon. And we go to the shops, we run to buy all that stuff and bless our children and our family yes, with Easter with eggs. All mis and misled. And, and the funny bunny. Now, if I can just quickly say this, the bunny, the, the goddess Ishtar, she was the goddess of fertility and the rabbits or the yes also means that that you are selling the bunnies also is a symbol of fertility because they say they breed like anything yes and we are now schlepping that thing into our faith right. as christians and for me that is we need to speak to our people to our brothers and, and sisters educate and educate them and educate them it's because yes. people are lacking wisdom they are lacking knowledge my That's people true. perish for the lack yes, of knowledge lord. yes lord can you just have a, a prayer and just minister to us now in the last few minutes that have left but hepsibeth thank you that was really really something that we needed to know and thank you so much for that information <coughs> but if you can just end up with a prayer for us now can i just quickly share something yes, just sure. before i do that i would really love to do it but I just want to say, you know, <clears throat> you remember the story where Peter and, and Jesus, they were all in the garden. And then the, let's say, 200, some, some scriptures say 600 um, people came to take Jesus and they came with clubs and they came with swords and what all. And then eventually Peter cut off the ear of the, of the one guard. But listen here what the scripture says in, in uh, John 18. When they came there with a band of soldiers and some officers of the chief priests and the Pharisees, 
Jesus spoke to them and he said to them, Whom do you seek? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And he said to them, Now, it's actually written in italics. So, where it says, I am he, the he was added. He just said, I am. Amen. Because he is the I am. When he said it to them, they fell to the floor. Read it there. When Jesus said to them, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. The power that went out by the name I am was so tremendous that even his attackers fell down Amen. like out in the spirit, if I can say it that way. So this is, this is an act of redemption that Jesus did when Jesus said, Peter, don't do it picked up the ear and put it back onto the man's because just after that Jesus did that miracle this speaks of redemption even before Jesus died, died of the cross. because if the guards would have taken Peter because he cut off one of the guards of the, of, of the Pharisees ear they would have surely killed him they would have, if you cut off the ear of somebody else, you're going to die by the sword. But Jesus needed to redeem Peter, you see. Mm -hmm. Because just after that, Jesus said, Father, here are they that you had given me, and not one of them is lost. So Jesus redeemed Peter. He redeemed Peter. It's the first act of redemption. Praise the Lord. Even before Jesus was put on the cross. Amen. Isn't it marvelous? marvelous. It's so wonderful. If we can just have a minute prayer, we yes. appreciate that. So, Father, I just um, thank you today for those that are listening with many questions. But there are telephone numbers here where people can send a message and ask questions. And, Father, so I pray for each and every one that today you will take the lamp of God, his precious holy word, and that you will search your heart. In the light of God, take the lamp and search your heart and see. Like, I mean, uh, uh, you know, Lord, David said, Lord, search my heart and see if there be a way of sorrow in me and lead me back onto the eternal Amen. highway. So my prayer for each and every one that is listening and even for myself today is, Lord, Search my heart and see if there be any wrong in me. See if you can find any yeast of this world. But Father, I do not wish to be part of Egypt and be a slave to Egypt any longer. I wish to be free, Lord. And I pray for my brothers and sisters who are struggling and suffering for those who have yet to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That even right now, those that might be listening and not certain of their faith in Christ, not certain if this Jesus will come and take them to be with himself forever and ever, not certain if they are part of the kingdom of God, I pray for you. I pray that the Lord in his infinite love and mercy will come and touch your life today, that he will touch you with his loving kindness, with his tender mercies, that he will come through for you and that you will know that faith 
is the substance that you really need for each and everything that you ask of God. You need faith, my brother and sister. Faith in the one that was willing to lay down his life on that cross. He became your Passover lamb. He's the lamb that was slain for you from the foundation of the world. So today, lift up your hands to the Lord and just say, Father, here I am. Here I am once again. I come desperately needy to you today. Father, lead me through this Passover time. And Lord, prepare my heart for this day that we will receive Yeshua and he will take us to be with him forever and evermore. We praise you and we glorify you in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord and thank you, Jesus, for everything that you've done for us. And we just bless you and we love you with every fiber of our body. And family and friends, be safe on the roads, look after yourself and celebrate this Passover, this time of the year, knowing who Jesus, our Yeshua, King Jesus is and why he died for us on the cross and celebrate him in the right way. So I just ask you as family and friends, uh, stick to the rules, be safe, and we will see you next week, same time. And we're going to wait on uh, Gilma Stander with the news, but we're going to play out with A New Day by Joe Niemand. Goodbye. Be blessed. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.